The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. one 800 913 You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. I don't even know where to begin today. Yes, I do. Let's start right here. Let's start right here with we are now 20 hours, 54 minutes, and 10 seconds from Jim Comey's testifying. Unless you're watching Fox, and Fox says we're 21 hours. Hello, friends. Michael Pelka, live from Dallas, from the Blaze Beehive, the beautiful Blaze Beehive, covering uh, so much today that uh, my head might explode. You want to join the conversation today? 888 Jeff's on the phones. Shamat's pushing the buttons. We have some things that are going to make you laugh, some things that might make you cry, and some things that might you make you stand up and go, oh, hell no, like they did me. So we have a, a bunch of things to cover today. As, as, you know, Congress is kind of doing this hearing today, with uh, Jim Dan Coates, the director of national intelligence, they're trying to find out did uh, did the president influence anybody to to stop investigating Michael Flynn? Did we before Comey comes in? They're trying to ask everybody possible. Can you find out? Did you know? Did you hear from anybody? This is such such sophomore year in high school cafeteria chatter that it just makes me say. What the hell are you doing, Senate Intel Committee? You're not going to find out anything. I don't know if you're going to find out anything tomorrow. But what you will do is get FaceTime, which is currency in D.C. So much, so much going on here. It really makes me mad. And and then I want to I want to hoot and holler because I want to tell everybody what a genius Donald Trump is. Did Mike really say that? Yes, Mike really said Donald Trump is a genius. Why do I think Donald Trump is a genius? Well, I hope he's getting things done in the background while all this is going on. Again, I'm not the guy who was out there pitching Trump. He was not my first choice. He's a better choice than Hillary Clinton uh, in a thousand years. But... He was not my first choice. So when I say that Donald Trump is a genius, you guys have to know I'm up to something. 
And I am. I'm up to something. I'm up to sharing with you why I think this guy who I voted for but didn't support, why I think he's, he's making them all run in circles and how he's done it. And I think all you have to do is point to this, this latest round of investigations. Trump yesterday met with a bunch of leaders on Capitol Hill, mostly Republicans, of course, and he's pushing his agenda. He's trying to get as much done as possible while, while the Senate is fiddling as Rome burns. And we are watching as hearing after hearing after hearing comes up with nothing. Senator Warner even said two days ago, well, there's no real connection. We haven't really found anything. Uh, there's no collusion. We have no proof of it. What did they find out? Well, we already knew that the Democrats' computer systems were a mess. They were the easiest thing to hack. We knew that. We knew the Russians tried to get into everything. And how do we know this? Because we were doing the same thing in every other election we wanted to influence. It's what world powers do. They try and control all of it. So trying to do it from, from a Russia or America doesn't make it any less evil. But we know Russia tried to get into the voter rolls. Now, some on the left are saying, well, that just proves that they were out to change vote. No, it doesn't. It proves nothing. It proves they were poking at our system in every place they could. It just proves that Russia is as evil as we believed. Russia is as evil as Mitt Romney believed in 2012 when he brought it up as the greatest threat during the debate. And what did Barack Obama tell him, which got thunderous response from the left? Well, 1980 called and they want their foreign policy back. And now here we are in 2017 and guess what? Romney was right. Obama was wrong, and you could just keep that on a loop. Obama was wrong. Here we have Russia, the greatest threat that we've seen in, in a long time since the Cold War. And the Democrats are acting like we didn't warn you. We didn't tell you this was going to be a problem. So just be quiet and start, keep wasting time. Keep wasting time. I think this is going to be payback. In uh, 2018, uh, I'm, I'm concerned there may be some losses in the House just because there are a bunch of confused, angry people. But the Senate, which has more Democrats up for re-election than it has Republicans, the Senate could even shift towards a greater GOP majority. And that would be wonderful for Donald Trump. So uh, just write that down on this date. June 7th, Michael Pelka said the Senate has a greater chance of picking up a bigger GOP majority than, than the House does having a, a risk of losing seats. Like I said, there may be a couple of seats, but when you're 40 plus. Oh, speaking of the House, oh my gosh. You know there's a special election, right? There's a special election uh, going on in Georgia because Donald Trump actually... Um, actually made a big change when he pulled a, a congressional rep out of Georgia 
and brought him into his cabinet. So now there's a, a special election going on after the the original runoff, and now the last two are going. And it's the Democrat named Ossoff against Karen Handel. And just a sidebar, this guy Ossoff, do you, do you think he had a bunch of people twisting his name around a little bit? Yeah, I think so. You, you got to feel bad for him. And now he's been picked for this, this special election. Well, something very interesting uh, happened last night in the election. It, uh, it turned out to be, uh, I thought, the best moment of, of the debate that they had. This was um, John, uh, is his name John Ossoff? I have to make sure it's, yes, John Ossoff. It's J-O-N Ossoff. And Karen Handel. And they were, they were talking, uh, uh, they were going back and forth on this live, live debate. And um, Ossoff tried a couple of different ways to put her on her heels. And one of those had to do with health care. Uh, Ossoff is the guy who, who will... Um, use any party line he can to go after Handel. Any party line he can to, to attack her. And so while, while they were talking about this, uh, this, this issue of health care, well, there was health care and there was livable wage and then there was who are you voting for in this election? Who are you going to vote for? Uh, well, Ossoff asked Karen Handel about health care. And um, her response was just perfect. And I don't know, if, if you are the Democrats and your candidate gets blindsided by a question, um, then, then you just have to you wonder about the debate prep that they're doing. You have to wonder if they're, if they're that smart. Here's one of the moments from last night's debate in Georgia. What I would like to know is exactly who are you going to vote for in this election? Did you catch that? Can you imagine a candidate asking her opposition? And we're through the runoff now, so it's just the two of them. Karen Handel is asking her, her opponent who he's, who he's going to vote for. And notice the pause and then notice how he tries to reframe it so he doesn't have to answer it. But I think this is a big deal. What I would like to know is exactly who are you going to vote for in this election? Is that the question? Okay. Uh, well, I so he tried to stare her down when she said, who are you going to vote for? He paused because he had no answer. And then he looked at her and he tried to stare her down and they locked eyes. And then I think he realized, uh-oh. Now here's the deal. John Ossoff can't even vote for himself because he doesn't live in the district. The Democrats put up a candidate who does not live in the district that he's running to represent. I, th I think this is brilliant. A brilliant question when you finally get a chance to ask your opponent a question that Karen Handel gave him this shot. Now, he tries to recover from this. There are two things I want to particularly pay attention to here. The fact that 
that uh, John Ossoff is, is not in the district is one problem. The second thing here, what have we heard from Democrats for the last year, year and a half? Women need to get up and run. We need more women involved in the process. We need more women running. We need more women elected. That's fine. If they're the most qualified person, yes, that person should be able to win that election. They should be running. So are you telling me in the entire district that, that these two are facing off to represent in that entire district, you couldn't find A, somebody who lived in the district, and B, you couldn't find a female who could handle the job? That's the biggest thing that points right at me and goes, look how weak the Democrats are. Look how absolutely weak they are. And let's listen to Ossoff's answer. It's the answer that he's been sitting on since he uh, did well in the runoff election. And now we're coming up in the, the special earlier edition where there were like 14 people. Now we're down to the final special election. But this is the answer he's been giving for a while. Secretary Handel's referring to my residence, uh, which is a matter that I've addressed transparently uh, throughout this campaign. Uh, I grew up in the 6th Congressional District. Uh, I was born and raised in Georgia, unlike Secretary Handel, who was born and raised in Washington, D.C. Aha! You were born and raised in Washington, D.C. Didn't you have something to do with where you were born, Miss Handel? How dare you be born in Washington, D.C.? I was born in the 6th District. You know, here's the point. Handel chose to live in the 6th District. This guy chooses not to live in the 6th District. He's living with his girlfriend, maybe fiancé, who's becoming a doctor. But yeah, he was born in the 6th District, doesn't live in the 6th District. There's more on this. There's more embarrassment from... From this debate, and uh, I want to share with you what Karen Handel did when he asked about health care and what the current GOP proposed bill would do. I thought it was uh, another good moment. But this guy, if, if they can't win this race, if the GOP can't win this race, despite the fact the, the uh, Democrats are pouring tens of millions of dollars into this one congressional district, if the GOP can't defeat a weak candidate like this, then I, I got issues with him. But I think there's, there's more to expose on this guy's weakness. We'll talk about this, uh, this race and a little bit more after the break on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka 
with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Irony alert, irony alert. I'm monitoring the uh, Senate intel hearing that is grilling the intelligence chiefs and giving them a hard time for not answering questions. Isn't that what intelligence people are supposed to do? They're supposed to keep stuff secret. And we've got television. So why are we wasting all this time? Gigantic waste of time. All right, irony alert over. Back to the uh, little bit of coverage from the Georgia special election going on in the 6th District where Republican Karen Ossoff, who lives in the 6th District, is taking, uh, Karen Handel, is taking on John Ossoff, who doesn't live in the 6th District. He's the Democrat. So you have the Republican Karen Handel against John Ossoff, and uh, they're talking health care. And I don't know if he was properly prepped when he set up this little question time. I met a little boy uh, about a month ago named Matt, who came out to canvas with the campaign, knock on some doors. He's seven years old, uh, came out with his family, and he was born with a heart condition, a pre-existing condition. And he's able to get coverage right now because there are protections for children like that with pre-existing conditions. But Secretary Handel supports a bill that would gut the protections for Americans with pre-existing conditions, hundreds of thousands of them here in Georgia. Secretary Handel sees fit to impose her own views on Georgians' health care decisions. And this is a consistent pattern in Secretary Handel's career. She saw fit to impose her own views on health care decisions of Georgians when she was an executive at the Susan G. Komen Foundation, a charity committed to fighting breast cancer, when she imposed her own views and cut off funding for breast cancer screenings at Planned Parenthood. And I think the question that I have, and that many voters in the 6th District have, is why Secretary Handel thought it was reasonable when she took a job at an organization dedicated to fighting breast cancer to impose her own views and cut off funding for life-saving breast cancer screenings at Planned Parenthood. Okay, great setup, right? I would want to know the answers to those questions. I don't think Mr. Ossoff was prepared. And here she comes, ready for everything. If I might. And I'm going to answer both of them with all due respect. Number one, John, my sister has a pre-existing condition. She was born without an esophagus. And for you to suggest that I would do anything that would negatively affect her is absolutely outrageous and unacceptable. The facts are, ladies and gentlemen, that the bill, the bill in the Senate right now, it provides more protections for individuals with pre-existing conditions. No, you would not be able to be rejected from a plan. If you have a plan on the Obamacare exchange or another plan, you cannot be charged more, nor can you be told that you can't have a plan because of your pre-existing condition. And in regards to Komen... First, first let me interject. Do, do you think somebody on Ossoff's team should have known that... This woman's sister had a pre-existing condition. Do you think somebody should have prepped him? You know, I what an ass-off this guy must feel like. I just got some stares. Do we need to bleep that? No. Now here she answers the Susan G. Komen question. For anyone to think that as one individual employee, I was able to wave a magic wand and make something like that happen. It was a business decision ultimately decided by the board of Komen. And I have been working on women's health issues for nearly my entire life. 
I worked for Marilyn Quayle, coordinating her breast cancer activities, helping to get October established as Breast Cancer Awareness Month, helping to get the first Office of Women's Health established at the NIH. At Komen, I was instrumental in protecting the funding at the state level and the federal level for the breast and cervical cancer screening program. And on top of that, I have held the hand of friends who have fought breast cancer and other types of women's reproductive cancers. And I will not, not be lectured by you or anyone else. That sounds like a Democrat telling a Republican male, you can't lecture me on female health issues. I can't believe this guy even has a, a, a chance, although they have poured over $20 million into one district have the Democrats. It's a serious issue. Serious election. Right now, based on all the tabulations from the polls, it's neck and neck. Handel should be able to win this based on that debate. We'll see. Polling will come out. Dr. Jorge joins us next. Let's get a health check update on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. It's Wednesday. That means it's Wellness Wednesday. And that also means we get a, a, a little private time, a session with the doctor. The doctor is in and we're, we're lucky. We're very lucky. As a matter of fact, my buddy, Dr. Jorge, and you should follow him on Twitter, at Dr. Jorge MD. Um, my buddy, Dr. Jorge only follows 600 people on the Twitter. He's, he's discriminating. He picks and chooses who he follows. And I just have to wonder, cause I know you follow me and I follow you. Aren't you worried about being investigated by the government for following me? <laughs> Actually I am. I, right now I'm, I'm kind of, I get concerned about following people, which is really sad. And also about even saying certain things, which it shouldn't be, but I know you're joking. And no, I'm not, I'm not concerned Good. about, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not concerned about being able to follow anybody or say or speak my mind. So that's, that's good. America. Yeah. You and I, you and I are in lockstep on that first amendment. And that's one of the great Absolutely. things that allows us to do what we do here every day. Now, Dr. Horry is going to talk about something that was freaking me out. Cause I only know a, a, a tiny little bit about it, but I have a couple of questions real quickly. I want to get to, sure. um, I have a friend who came back from South America recently and said that he goes now to an iridologist, a doctor who basically just looks real close at his eyes and reads the little points within the eyes, you know, the, where the, the interior of the eye and can tell you what's mm -hmm. wrong with everything in your body. He goes like, if there's, if this part in the, like say the 10 o'clock notch on your eye is doing one thing and has to do with your liver or something, is this real science? Is this real? Not from what you're telling me. It's not, um, <laughs> Okay. I mean, there are much better doctors than I am. You can get a lot of information by looking, obviously, at, at a person's eye. You can get 
see if they're infected. You can see if they're yellow, right, which means that their liver's bad. And you can also get a lot of information by looking through the iris, the pupil, into the back, into the retina. You can tell whether people have diabetes by certain changes, I mean, or, or longstanding damage is what you can tell, or high blood pressure. So there are some things, you know, that you can tell by looking at the eye. You know, I'll give them that. But by the time it shows up in the eye, there's been a lot of long-term damage done. But just to look at the eye, you know, and sort of say, hey, you know, this is what's wrong with you, um, I would be suspicious of that. Yeah, I think he might have been on an ayahuasca trip at the same time. I have to have a little talk with him after this. So I'm just saying. And uh, last week, uh, you you posted something, as a matter of fact, just like exactly a week ago, saying, and I'm not putting you on Front Street, but I just have questions. Uh, this was a tweet you posted last week. I'm going on a weight loss program, inter- live internet every week. Who yes. wants to join me? What is this about, doctor? All right, what this is about, and I was going to say something about that at the end of the, of the episode, because um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go live until we decided on Wednesday. I think it's June 21st, right before summer starts. I signed um, a deal with a new Internet platform that's, that's owned, actually, by the Holly, Planet Hollywood people. Huh. What it is is I am going to have a live chat every week, um, on a, it's called Collide, C-O-L-O-I-D-E. It's a Collide, Collide channel. They have people from health, people from entertainment, and you can actually see me talk live and ask me questions on a live feed. And when they brought this up, I didn't want to do just a regular boring doctor show, so I thought, what is the most important thing to me personally that I'd like to do, and what, what can I do that might affect the most people? And it is actually weight loss. I have always, I mean, you know me, I've gone yeah. up and down on my weight. I've always had a weight issue. Over 600,000 Americans die of heart disease, which is weight related. 75% of all Americans are either considered technically obese or overweight, and it's the number one problem. So, what would be better, all right, than the physician healing himself? So, I am going to weigh in and go on the same health and diet program. All right. Over the span of three months, as I recommend to people, you can follow my progress. We can follow your progress. We're going to form this sort of community. And then from then on, we may just do it, you know, on, on different topics. And I was doing and I'm going to be doing it on wellness, on Wednesday so it can coincide with with Wellness Wednesday. And there'll be more information on that. So but we're going to go live. Um, June, well, I think it's Wednesday, June 21st or 22nd, the day right before summer. You know, and um, we already we already tried one, um, which was an hour long and just for a select people. And and it went beautifully. We actually stayed live for an hour as opposed to the 30 minutes. So that's that's what it's about. And I'll be giving more information before it starts. Who knows? You know, it'll be the whole the private little the Dr. Jorge channel um, on (laughs) Collide Network on the Internet. It's about time. But that's great. I and I understand your commitment to health through uh, better management of weight. It's something we all can be smarter about. Oh my and God. You've Absolutely. always, you've always advocated for uh, portion control and being more active in ways that we can not just be lighter, but be less prone to really troubling yeah. things like diabetes. And then I, yeah. so I, I'm in, but I'll, I, I don't know about weighing myself live on the, on well, you the, don't have to. No, I, I, I will be weighing myself live. 
you know what, I have to walk the, the walk and talk the talk. And, and I'm friends with, with Oz and, you know, with, with Sanjay. And they seem to be like perfect guys, you know. But I think one of the things that make people relate to doctors is the fact that we're not perfect. We were humans before we were doctors. We all have our issues. And I think people can relate to that. But one thing that I'm going to do about this is more of the emotional component of being heavy. You know? mm-hmm. So anyway, it's, it's a long thing. So I, I think it'll be really interesting, you know, and uh, let's see. Let's see if uh, anybody salutes it. Well, good. Uh, I'm saluting it and we'll certainly <laughs> support it as well. And we'll talk about it on future Wellness Wednesdays. But let's get to this week. What the heck is this new disease you've got me freaking out, not being able to sleep you, at night? Well, you you freak out about a lot of stuff. I you do. A lot of it is worth it's worth freaking out over. Here's the bottom line. You know, we talk about viruses all the time. People need to realize that the virus, any virus is the most elemental, almost organism known in the world. It is basically just a little bit of DNA or RNA. It can mutate. So it is not unusual for new viruses either to be discovered or to come up out of nowhere. It's just a little bit of genetic material wrapped in a protein envelope. What's been happening or has been sort of science has noticed, doctors have noted back since 2014 is that a lot of young kids and infants get a cold or flu and almost immediately start becoming paralyzed. Something that's very reminiscent of polio. Um, Now, we can see something similar to this after almost any flu flu or or virus infection. It's called Guillain-Barre syndrome, and it is a transient, which means it doesn't last forever, paralysis. Imagine what happens. Your body is invaded by a virus. Your body makes antibodies to fight that off. Some of these antibodies, I mean, the body makes mistakes. Some of these antibodies don't go to fight the virus. They actually attack some of your body's own protein because they might be similar to the virus's protein. Mm. And some of those proteins may be in the spinal cord since, you know, blood flows everywhere. Yeah. What's unusual is the high degree of kids um, that are becoming paralyzed. Most of them resolve spontaneously, but a lot of them have had permanent paralysis. And it's of concern, obviously. So they, they think that they've narrowed it down to a virus called an enterovirus. It's actually enterovirus number 68. Enterovirus is a virus that can get into you, entero, you know, and affect your lungs and give you diarrhea. So right now, there isn't much that can be done, but let me make parents aware that if their child or if they contract a flu-type illness or rip-roaring intestinal diarrhea, and soon after that, you start feeling like an arm is weaker than normal, there's trouble breathing because sometimes the, the diaphragm is being affected, then you should go see your doctor as soon as possible. Because the word acute, acute flaccid paralysis or myelitis, acute means that it can, it's very quick and it can happen within 12 to 24 hours where things get worse. And if it affects your diaphragm and you can't expand your lungs to breathe, that's a bad thing. Hmm. Some people may need to be put on a ventilator. Um, wow, it does, it does mirror polio. Uh huh. Wow! It, so yeah. it it presents like, oh my gosh, polio's back, and and yeah. I, that's got to be scary as hell. It is. It isn't polio, 
um, it isn't anywhere near um, the degree of affecting people that polio did. you got to remember, there was a time in the United States where hundreds of thousands of people were being paralyzed on a yearly basis, including, you know, one of our presidents. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and that was, I mean, it's super dangerous. Um, so my take-home message for this for people, all right, is you know that I am very pro-vaccines. I'm very pro-science. Yep. Um, you don't want kids to get any of the preventable flu or viral illnesses, all right, including polio, which kids need to be vaccinated against because they all can lead to something like this. So speak with your pediatrician, your kid's pediatrician, vaccinate them, you know, in a way that you feel is safe for them. I believe all vaccines are safe, but that's me. And be aware, you know, kids should get the flu vaccine every year. The parents should get the flu vaccine every year. But if your kid does come down with some sort of illness that has fever, you know, chills, Um, watch them very closely. If they start having symptoms of weakness of the arms or the legs or breathing, rush them to their doctor immediately. Okay. I'm, I'm very thankful because I know this audience, there's a lot of them with kids. There's a lot of them with grandkids and, and it's very, it's very important. And you don't hear this. The news isn't covering this because we're busy covering stuff that isn't really that important until 20 mm-hmm. hours from now, you know, so when, when that'll happen. I have, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. I know that. I know exactly you have no idea. Right. Uh, DrJorge.com is where you should follow him. He's here every Wednesday with our weekly appointment with the doctor. And I'm very excited about this Collide channel, soon to become the Dr. Jorge channel. And uh, we'll, we'll be there along the way with you, my friend. But thank you for this I love information. It. Thank you, Mike. Keep doing the good work. Sir. Thank you. Appreciate you. Have a, right. have a great rest right. of your day, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. Dr. Jorge, always just great information, and uh, he regularly scares the hell out of me. I just have to appreciate him for that. I gotta, um, I gotta throw a little, uh, a little stink on Jerry Seinfeld. I, I know he's not an old guy, and I know he's not a young guy, but I thought he'd be aware, a little bit more aware. Uh, he was at an event with Variety magazine and um, standing in front of the, they're on the red carpet in front of the celebrity backdrop where reporters interview you. And Jerry Seinfeld showed just how out of touch he is with, with pop culture. Uh, Kesha, the pop star was there. You know, I'm not exactly uh, part of the youth group here at the blaze. I might be the most senior person on the on the Blaze Radio staff, I'm not sure, but I know who Kesha is. And so Jerry's there and this this woman comes running up to him. She's also on the red carpet and you would assume you would assume that somebody who's as famous as Jerry Seinfeld would know when somebody runs up to you like that on the red carpet that they too are famous especially considering the outfit she had on. And so listen to what happens is Jerry's having a little interview with a guy from a local TV station and Kesha approaches 
and all she wanted was a hug. It's hard to just sleep when you're tired because people are tired most of the time. Oh gosh, I love you so much. Oh, thanks. Can I give you a hug? No, thanks. Please? No, thanks. A little one. Yeah, no, thanks. Oh. <laughs> I don't know who that was. Yeah, that's Kesha. Okay. Well, I wish her the best. <laughs> so Seinfeld standing there, I think he realizes as she's walked away that he's turned a celebrity, another celebrity away. And as she says, first of all, Jerry Seinfeld, I love you so much. Okay. Thank you. Can I get a hug? No. Now, she, she's approaching him, and he puts up the two hands, kind of like, back off. Back off, sister. It was the best moment of the morning so far. Uh, there are more moments coming up, and I should tweet out a link to this guy's uh, Twitter account. with the, with the Tommy McFly is his name, and as we all know from radio, uh, McFly has been lifted from Back to the Future. This guy is not really Tommy McFly. I bet that's not on his driver's license unless he paid a lot of money to change it. But you can see the the Tommy McFly video. I'll I'll tweet it out. And um, coming up next hour, I need to cut loose on Al Sharpton. I just got a look from Shamont. I I need to throw the flag on Al Sharpton. We need to have some juxtaprogressive time. And somebody reminded me, don't forget, you said Donald Trump is a genius and you have proof. I will do that, too. I will take care of telling you about why I believe Donald Trump is a genius. And uh, it's also chocolate ice cream day. I'm sure we have chocolate ice cream coming in today, right? Isn't that true? We have chocolate ice No, I'm getting cross-eyed looks from everybody. We'll be right back. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.